Welcome to Educate to Self-Regulate, a podcast for educational leaders, teachers, and students, where in less than 20 minutes, we unpack educational research to support you and your students to become better learners. In episode zero, we talked about our big question for the season being, how do I motivate students? And we want to consider this question from a self-regulated learning perspective. That's the thing that you and I are both very, very interested in trying to develop in our students. Maybe we need to start off with the question of what self-regulated learning is before we get into exploring motivation as part of self-regulated learning. I agree completely, Rory. And I think it makes sense that our listeners at least have an understanding of our perspective and our definition of self-regulated learning or self-regulation. So we've obviously done a bit of study in this space. How would you conceptualize it? Well, I'm I'm very interested in how you and I define it differently because I'm still obviously in the classroom and you actually teach and train teachers around this idea of self-regulated learning. So you might have two varying perspectives. My view of self-regulated learning is developing the ability or the capacity in learners to be able to become aware of and then manage their thinking, their behaviors, and their emotions when they are engaging in a learning experience or a series of learning experiences, or maybe an assessment task or whatever it might be. I actually, I think that's pretty on point with similar to my definition. A lot of times schools will use other terms for self-regulated learning. I've heard and I often hear with schools, you know, self-management right now is, is pretty popular. Independent uh, in, learners. Independent learners, you know, is, a, is yeah. another common one. And so there's different language in education that is used to describe components of self-regulated learning. I think there's two components. So there's What you said, there's that kind of awareness and being able to observe your own thinking or your cognition. Yep. And then there's that ability to regulate or change the way you think, the way you behave. Based on the needs of, yeah, based on the needs of the learning situation. Yeah, absolutely. And that could be a problem that they're trying to solve or a goal that they've set for themselves. One thing that I think is, is a bit of a challenge around this idea of, you know, like just calling it independent learning is the fact that sometimes you may observe someone as being an independent learner in your classroom and they may be on task, but really zeroing in on this idea of self-regulated learning is not just looking at the overt behavior that they're on task, but it's actually being able to understand and scaffold all of the thinking processes that are happening as that person is acting. And that's something that I think maybe we feel like we don't have control over, but we're in the business of trying to teach students to have more control over all of those thinking processes. There's different aspects of self-regulated learning. There's things that we can target. And there's, you know, we know that there's the three main factors. So there's consistent kind of agreement in the literature that motivation, cognition, and metacognition are the core components of self-regulated learning in that in order to self-regulate it, you know, for us to help our students self-regulate, that you would have to, the learner would have to have uh, a reasonably good knowledge of those three areas. This is what the podcast is all about, is helping helping listeners develop knowledge around these three areas and how they can then 
support their students to develop awareness of their cognition. What is that? How do you observe it? How do you regulate it? As well as the exact same thing for metacognition and the exact same thing for motivation, because they all influence each other in different ways and being aware of how that influence happens and being able to take control of it is ultimately what leads someone to become highly self-regulated. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've covered, you know, very broadly what self-regulated learning is. And this entire season is going to be around this aspect of motivation and this really big question of how do we motivate our learners which can be considered from many different perspectives. So if I asked you the question, what is motivation? How would you answer that? I would say that motivation is a reason to act. So for anyone to experience motivation, well, that would mean they have um, a substantial reason to take action. And if a student's lacking motivation, you could argue that they don't have a substantial reason to act. The alternative to that is that those students might have a reason to not act. Yeah, I, think I think about, you know, just to, to frame up your explanation even further, you know, you think about a standard lesson like sports or like PE or something like that. There's always students who are maybe a bit more talented in that area who feel like they can apply themselves to any sport and maybe they have a reason to act in that they you know they really love sports and they want to it's a way for them to show that they are skilled um in that area but then you might also have another student and they are fearful of looking embarrassed because they feel that they are not good at a particular sport or not good at running and therefore the reason for them not to act is the fear that they maybe don't look as good as other people. So for teachers, I feel it's important for us to know about the drivers that can create motivation or the reasons that motivation can occur so we can harness them. But then also we equally have to be aware of the things that can decrease motivation or could be a reason to not act as you were explaining. Because if we're aware of those things, we can reduce them or address them with specific learners And yeah, you mentioned it in a previous conversation that there's these internal variables or or influencing components like our confidence and our our self-efficacy or our beliefs about whether or not we have capability or not. The conversation that you have in your head as well, like your your, your inner voice or your self-talk. Yeah. And then there's those factors external to the person, what we would consider the environmental factors, such as a teacher or a uh, classroom or peers. The resources that are being used. Resources, yeah. yeah. And so there's two key forces here, those that are internal to the learner and those that are external to the learner. That's just a simple framework for how we think about the many theories that we'll unpack during this season. So Rory, I'm really interested to hear, what are you seeing in your primary school teacher or is that year six? Yeah. <laughs> and Last so what are you- five years I've been in year six. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, Time so flies a- when you're having fun. <laughs> what, what are you seeing in the year six classroom in terms of, of motivation? It's, it's interesting. It's something that I always wrestle with now that I'm developing my knowledge of self-regulated learning is the overt behaviors that you see in the classroom and how they can be explained in different ways. So like the stereotypical view of someone who maybe is struggling with motivation in the classroom is that maybe they haven't put in a lot of effort 
they don't necessarily try hard. It can also be things like I, I, sometimes when students get like upset or overwhelmed in the classroom, I feel like that can also be explained from a motivational standpoint. If the, the challenge is just too great, it can often mean that like a learner feels like they're helpless in that situation. Like if someone doesn't feel like they, they have the tools in their toolkit to be able to do the job that is being asked of them, that can become incredibly overwhelming. So like being able to understand motivation at a very in-depth level can actually help deal with or treat, if you want to say, a lot of those different overt behaviors that we see students displaying. It may not initially be, it might not be easy to connect them to motivation, but motivation can offer a possible explanation. And Rory, what you've shared actually is very similar to many conversations that you know I've conducted interviews with with educators and and continue to do so today. And often the response from teachers when I ask them how do you know how do they recognize or know when a student is motivated or not? Uh, and they often describe these kind of observed behaviors, so these overt behaviors. And so we often make assessments about motivation. Uh, based on what we see often for us to intervene and to help our students, we have to actually consider the the reason, the cognitive kind of yeah. structures that exist yeah. below or underpin that behavior. And so it does become quite complex because we can't see those internal belief systems. We can't see much, much more difficult to understand. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because what we're trying to change is the behavior or the action, but we have to actually uh, intervene or support them at a much more internal level. Well, maybe one of the things that we'll do over the course of the season is you can maybe discuss with us or we can share, we can have a chat about it, the things that you can do to determine a student's level of motivation so you can get that key information about what's actually going on in their thought processes as they're learning rather than just making the decisions based on the observed behaviors that we see. Yeah, Um, I think that would be incredibly useful. And this is to note that every, every individual, you know, young person or adult really is we have different motivational profiles and motivation. I I was saying to you, Rory, before that, you know, a lot of people would say that I'm a motivated person. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, I would say that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Rory. But, you know, motivation is not a personality trait. It's not a genetic kind of ability. Motivation is a state. And so it's a constantly changing and evolving state. And so I think, you know, motivation's a little bit like a a fleeting beast, like, you know, it comes and goes and I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent of the time motivated, but I am as best as I can managing my motivation and, and regulating that process as often as I can. And so I think that's, that's important that we want our students in, in, the context or the umbrella of self-regulated learning, we want our students to have that skill set so that they can self-motivate when need be for their own goals. To and-, under- and to understand that it's actually possible to do that. Absolutely. You touched on something where you were talking about your personal life and being a, you know, people would consider you an extremely motivated person. This is the perfect time for us to introduce our final segment. And this is a segment that we're going to be trialing over the coming episodes called On the Reg. For those of you who may not be aware, On the Reg is short for On the Regular. And this is a segment which allows us to take our understanding of self-regulated learning and see how that applies in our everyday lives. Shai and I are both people who like to live our lives with purpose and with intention. And we find that using our knowledge of self-regulated learning can be really helpful 
outside of the classroom, not just in the classroom. So Shai, I'm going to throw it over to you. Have you got any strategies, considering we're talking about motivation, have you got any strategies that you feel in the past week or so you have been using to keep yourself a motivated person? Yeah, actually. So I'm currently in, in Melbourne and spending a lot of time with family, just, you know, with the Easter break, et cetera. I think I'm an introvert, introverted person because I need that that time alone to sort of just re-energize and rejuvenate. And so I've, yep. I've yep. noticed my fatigue levels have started to rise. And so I, I think fatigue directly influences our ability to self-regulate and self-motivate. And so I've noticed some dips with with my own motivation at times and perhaps at a, a very <laughs> at a personal level. I know a lot of people kind of are always impressed with my commitment to exercise and getting up early in the morning for well, for meditation and, and exercise and the rest of it. If you uh, want to see any tips for that, you can check out Shyam's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's very is. helpful. So, you know, we, we're going to talk a lot about self-talk as kind of a metacognitive component of self-regulated learning. And, and self-talk absolutely can be very beneficial in, in regulating our behaviors. But I find first thing in the morning, you know, when you, when you wake up, and yep. let's say you have to get out of bed for something or, you know, you have the choice to get out of bed for something. Yep. It's very easy in that moment to have a conversation with yourself where you actually talk yourself out of taking action. Like, you know, for example, it, it might be, oh, this, this bed's nice and warm or oh, yeah. it's, it's a bit too <laughs> cold out to myself once or twice. <laughs> oh, it's a bit too dark to get out of bed. I, you know, this is a conversation that I have with my wife regularly is that simply if, you know, when I wake up first thing in the morning, yeah. I know the worst thing that I can do is entertain the conversation, which is mm-hmm. to entertain that self-talk. And so the minute I catch myself in that moment, having that self-talk, that conversation, I stop the conversation. <laughs> and, and that usually is enough to, to, to get me to, to act. And so perhaps that's my hot tip. You know, don't entertain the conversation first thing in the morning. <laughs> If you want to take Funny, I've actually been focusing a lot about a lot on the conversation that I have with myself first thing in the morning. I listened to a pod, it was the Rich Roll podcast, and he had an author and like a motivational speaker called Mel Robbins on. And she talked a lot about the dialogue that you have with yourself, especially for the start of the day. A lot of the time, whenever I wake up first thing in the morning, and I won't use the language that I use with myself, but it's usually like, get out of bed, you lazy beep or something like you know and i and i and i noticed that that was after listening to that podcast i i noticed that that's an incredibly negative way to talk to yourself first thing in the morning and i'm trying to fire myself up for the day by talking like that i'm trying to create a bit of like you know it's that like that, that's that that sportsman inside me it's like a competition to get yourself up uh but in actual fact i've kind of been trying to reframe myself talk in the morning to become more positive in order to motivate myself. And it's like, if you get up right now, you can do something that's going to start your day off in a really positive way. So whether that's going for a walk when it, before the sun has come up or whether it's getting straight into some reading, I like to vary what I do first thing in the morning, depending on how much time I have and what, what else is going on. But if you talk to yourself in a positive way, it, I, I find it creates a positive energy and that's actually easier for me to get out of bed than trying to rev myself up in the way that I was before with the negative self-talk and, uh, and another Rory, what we're both talking about here which is this, this is the, the sort of the lovely kind of connections that exist between these different kind of subdomains of motivation cognition and metacognition is that what we're talking about when we talk about self-talk we're really talking about metacognition 
but we're talking about metacognition as the regulating component of our motivation in, in this yeah. particular context. And so I think that's, that's just to help our, our listeners start to kind of conceptualize this uh, and then start to make those connections. Another thing that I'm doing on the reg, now that I'm on school holidays, is actually building a schedule for myself every day. So, you know, we're controlled by the, the, the bell a lot when we're at school or our day is to a certain extent determined for us you know what lesson we've got first period what lesson we've got second period so on how many meetings we have do we have meetings after school whenever that freedom goes away in the holidays it's really easy to get out of bed make your breakfast sit on the couch pick up your phone and all of a sudden an hour or an hour and a half has disappeared or you turn on netflix to watch something while you're maybe eating your lunch and one episode turns into another and turns into another I find to keep myself motivated while I'm on holidays, it, what I like to do is build a structure. And actually I have like a weekly planner that I stick up on the wall and it builds out each of my days. And it says what I'm going to do for an hour or two hours, whether I've got some marking to do, whether I'm going to exercise. And that extra structure helps keep me motivated, helps keep me driven. And also it helps me measure or monitor my success am I able to stick to that schedule? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm not able to. Sometimes, as we were discussing earlier on, things take a bit longer than you think that they're going to and the schedule has to change. It happens regularly for me. But yeah, that's another way that I've used, I suppose, goal setting and building structures around time to help keep me motivated. Yeah, I love that. I, I think, you know, that's a you know, planning strategy really isn't it? in terms of mapping out your your weekly kind of schedule but what's really yep. nice about that rory is that you're by by making those decisions in in that planning phase when you are scheduling that out you're actually minimizing the number of decisions you have to make per day which which actually means you're going to be more likely to hope well hopefully have more success with achieving some of those actions because you're minimizing those in the moment self-regulated type decisions yeah. you have to make which is do i watch netflix now or do i do this you've actually already exactly yeah and then ultimately in those decisions you end up going for the thing that is most enjoyable because you know we're hardwired i think as humans to seek pleasure um, and it's easier to justify that decision in the moment yes. rather than if you've got a schedule and you've got something to hold yourself accountable to and removing those small decisions. I'm pretty sure that's why Steve Jobs always wore a black turtleneck and the ex exact same clothes is because he didn't want to make decisions about what he had to wear as soon as he got out of bed so that he could keep all of his, I suppose it's cognitive load, it, like all of his decision-making capability for challenging tasks or you know things that were going to be more difficult that he would be working on later in the day. Would yeah. that be fair to say? Or a shameless plug, I actually just made it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, made a short YouTube video about decision fatigue. Um, Did you? Yeah, and so this directly relates to that. So, you know, shameless plug for listeners, if you're interested, check it out. Okay, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and share this with your work colleagues in the staff room to get the conversation about self-regulated learning started with your school and your fellow educators. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ed to self reg for updates so ed to self reg and if you fancy more information or self-regulated learning resources you can hit either myself at shine bar or rory on twitter mr mac 85 yeah end. thanks very much shy and thanks to everybody for tuning in until the next time keep regulating <laughs>